Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Ms. Cassandra Shan, commentator, Young Voices, Masters in Politics and International Studies from the University of Cambridge, and also has a master's degree of public policy from the University of Chicago. Graduated summa cum laude from UCLA, just a very smart and accomplished person. We're gonna chop it up about the potential of World War III. Some international stuff here, she's trained in this. Well educated, well rounded. Uh, Cassandra, thank you for being on the show. How are you? Oh, good. Thank you, and thank you for that like really humbling intro. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you you earned, you deserve it. Um, so naturally, we are still in the midst of this Ukraine Russia conflict. Uh, the vast majority of Americans they blame Russia for it, which they should. I'm actually concerned why everybody in America doesn't blame Russia. Uh, but Russia does have allies. They have financial allies, and they have some allies that may actually get down and dirty with them. Not as many, but they got some. In your opinion, based on your studies in international politics, policy, and by extension war, how do you see this working if if we ever went to an actual World War III? Who becomes actual allies of Russia? Not just financially, but those that would get down in the warfare on their side. Um, well, I, I mean, just bluntly speaking, I don't actually think anyone is going to go to war over Russia. But if they were, I think right now, I think um, the votes last week about uh, Russia's spot on the UN Human Rights Council, though that's kind of indicative of, I think, kind of like where the world is turning. Because, um, well, after Russia invaded Ukraine, kind of like the whole playbook of what we understood about the world, it's out the window now. Um, the U.S. like we think we have a good relationship with India, but uh, India abstained from the vote. Um, India is one of it's part of the Quad. It's one of the main um, one of our main defense partners, and they still have two billion dollars in exports slated to go to Russia. So they kind of haven't stopped. Uh, I think we'll see Pakistan. Um, Pakistan definitely is um, more pro-Russia, uh, more pro-China. China obviously is a is a partner with um, Russia, but China has been kind of like tiptoeing around it slowly. Um, I honestly think that any country where there's a territorial dispute that that could potentially happen, um, they they will be, they're a little more pro. Uh, we don't want to touch too much with this because we have our own dispute, and we don't want to be in Russia's position as well. So yeah, um, that's kind of what we're looking at. I think it is interesting. So let me go to to India. So India has had a strategic partnership with Russia uh, for a while. So there was a signing, a declaration that they signed on the India Russia strategic partnership. This was October 2000. Um, however, uh, India since has created a significant connection to America since the signing of that official document. Um, but and, and in a similar way, uh, Pakistan is very similar, uh, where they've had this uh, strategic relationship with Russia as well, and they did support Russia during the Cold War. Um, but you know things have changed over time. Uh, here's the dynamic: the commonality is really global economics. We've globalized our cultures in such a way, and I'm t- when I say culture, I mean countries. We've globalized our cultures in such a way that it's really difficult to exist in a silo as it relates to two nations that have a conflict. And because of that, the calculation cannot be simply a moral calculation. I think it should. I think it should be a moral calculation. But what you will find as what Trump said, um, during his tenure 
as president. What you will find is that many of these calculations are made based on economy. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I don't disagree at all. I think that um, yes, in the aid of globalization, we are very linked. Um, I do think though that as far as like India's relationship with Russia goes, I think it's more of like a love triangle. They're okay. kind of on all different angles, um, and that's kind of smart from their perspective. Pakistan is just more like they're they're more worried about India. So I think as far as like that, like uh, the India Pakistan, like they're both pro Russia right now. There's there's definitely room there for um, the U.S. to kind of mess with things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't disagree at all. I think that at the end of the day, there's a bottom line, and it's really unfortunate. I'm definitely, I, I prefer the humane stuff, but yeah. Yeah, let's talk about China. I think China's a big elephant in the room as it relates to Russia in particular. In 2001, both countries signed what's called the Treaty of Good Neighborliness and Friendly Cooperation. That's actually the name of the treaty. Yeah. <laughs> so they they have a document in place. We know that their interaction has been largely financial as well. There's a great economic advantage for these two nations. Do you see the Chinese government doing more in order to restrict the out of control Vladimir Putin? Or do you think they're going to remain exactly as they are and just wait for things to settle? Uh, and be forced into a decision if it even comes to that. Um, I think they'll remain how they are. I think there, okay. there, there's some discussion about a potential like buyer's remorse with Russia, but um, I think at the end of the day, like they're viewing it more from a strategic angle. Um, so if the world if the world were to go to war with China, that border with uh, China and Russia is definitely a security threat to China. So they yeah. want to be remaining close enough with Russia right now. Like the playing both sides is working well in its favor. So yeah. Let's let's shift this to um, Taiwan, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think the reason, a big reason why China is not going to be very forceful against what Vladimir Putin is doing is because China wants to do the very same thing uh, themselves. Uh, and they're looking for the right opportunity to do it, but I think it's going to happen. Now, here's what's really interesting. I did some research and had a conversation uh, with a member of Congress. We actually have a law on the books passed, this is a federal law passed years ago that said, the American government will actually defend Taiwan if they are invaded. Now, that's a law we passed. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure they will probably not do it, all right? Because we're no longer a nation of people that really follow the law. But it's on the books and it was passed to stop even the conversation of invasion uh, into Taiwan. What are your thoughts about how the world responds to Putin and how it connects to the potential of China doing a very similar action themselves. Um, well, I think the fine line between Ukraine and Taiwan is the fact that we do have a security commitment to Taiwan and we don't have one in place with Ukraine, um, which is really unfortunate for Ukraine in my opinion. Um, I think that the world will likely respond similarly depending on how China chooses to invade. Because at this point in my mind, um, it's kind of inevitable. Like. If if you ask like the uh, if you ask China China kind of they they perceive that um, Taiwan is China there is no question there there is no separate entity whatsoever um, and they actually sanction people that kind of um, go get even just mention Taiwan as Taiwan um, so yeah uh, whether or not we'll win there I I'm not sure but um, it, it's a it's a challenge situation for sure but um, yeah 
Yeah, based on your expertise, now, now naturally, we're not really getting involved in the Ukraine situation. We're doing the diplomatic thing, the sanction thing. The majority of Americans do not want us to get involved in actual warfare. I agree with the majority of Americans. You have a risk reward ratio that you do have to win things like this. I completely stand against what Vladimir Putin is doing. And I'm for sanctioning him until he has nothing, right? So looking at the China Taiwan issue. It's a little different because as we've said, there's an actual federal statute on the books passed by Congress signed by a president that says we'll protect Taiwan. So if it comes to it, which you just said, it's inevitable. China's going to do it, they're going to invade. Do you really think we're going to step up and actually enforce the treaty that we signed into law? I think we have to, I think that, um, I mean, that's our credibility in the line. I mean, I know we've had other instances where, um, yes, our, our credibility has been questioned, but I mean, this is this is paramount. This is like this is what our military is preparing for. I mean, most likely, I think an air it'll be a kind of an air battle um, with some navy involved. Um, I we don't really have a choice. We we kind of lose all of our footing otherwise. Um, but you got to think about this. I understand what you're saying, and I think while I disagree with your position, I think it has some intellectual integrity. Um, but remember, we're talking about we're talking about going to war with China. Okay. That that's a different that's a different calculation. And we're talking about going over there <laughs> to go to yeah, war with China. The ground. I think it's very different. I yeah. think that like the way we perceive war has changed drastically. I think most of it will be non-kinetic, um, space, cyber, that kind of stuff. I think okay. that which granted has tremendous repercussions for the average American citizen. I mean, like if you take yeah. out our GPS system, like we're kind of stuck. Um, but there's other there's other ways short of armed combat, I think that we'd see in Taiwan. I also think that, um, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how much, how committed we actually will be to Taiwan, but I know at the very minimum we have to do something. There'll be something. Well, I'll I tell you this, my dear sister, uh, this country don't give a damn about what's on paper. All right, I, I get what you're saying about the moral obligation. We passed this law. There's this security enforcement treaty in place. If anybody attacks Taiwan, these folks don't give a damn about what's on paper. You know that, and I know that. Well, it's it, Taiwan, then, and then it's South Korea, and then it's everyone that's kind of yeah. anxious about China's growth. So it, it, it definitely affects all of our strategic partnerships around Taiwan. Yeah, um, and then the other side of that is obviously China's ability to weigh sanctions against America. America is not the only country that can implement sanctions. Oh No, I mean, China is more brutal about it too. They yeah. pass their, their, their anti-foreign sanction laws. Yep. Um, basically, if we sanction China, China will sanction us. And That's correct. Um, it's really, right. last summer, it's crazy. So, um, And if you look at the, the tariff war that Trump started, um, when you look at just pound for pound, and I think this is part of the reason Trump lost. When uh, China came back with their tariffs because of Trump's tariffs, when they responded in in a way that really we couldn't recover from with our agricultural community. And that's when Trump said, hey, you're doing this for your country. We're gonna create some subsidies. Well, you lost a lot of your farming community during that time because they felt the impact of those tariffs immediately. And there was not an equivocal response from America to balance it out. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I, I think it's like, again, like as we were discussing earlier, the world is really economically connected right now. Um, anything we do is gonna have economic repercussions. So yeah. uh, it's all about kind of, I mean, look at look at the, the oil stuff right now. I mean, we knew we were gonna sanction and we, we, we knew we were gonna do some sanctions against against Russia. Um, we knew that our, our, our gas pumps would be kind of hit the hardest and we're still kind of like 
made seven dollars a gallon in California. That's crazy, you know. Yep. So, all right. Once again. This is what happens in a globalized community, right? You win together, you lose together is what it comes down to. I appreciate you being on the show, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.